Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diverse space. Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the True Spirituality podcast. We are talking today about the top six things you need to start your spiritual journey with. I couldn't come up with a better name or a better word than thing. Uh, apologies to all my authors out there. Um, I'm not satisfied with it, but that's going to have to do because in my world, done is better than perfect. All right. So everybody will tell you that you should meditate if you want to start your spiritual journey. And I'm here to tell you that it is absolutely not necessary for you to meditate on your, uh, your journey and that it's actually not your priority, okay? I've heard it so many times that it's not even funny that you should meditate if you want to progress on your spiritual journey. But here's what meditation is not going to help you to do. Meditation will not help you to know who to trust and not to trust, okay? When you leave the comfortable, well, actually for me, it wasn't comfortable, so uh, I'm withdrawing that word. But when you leave the, I suppose, the, the well-known realm of organized religion, um, you don't have to ask yourself those questions of whether you can trust someone or not, at least not as much as when you go out into the world. So uh, meditation is not going to help you with that. It's not going to help you heal your wounds, right? It's not going to help you grow your faith. Meditation is not going to help you understand your ego. And if you suffer from anxiety, depression or trauma, it will make things worse. So I am dead against this boilerplate advice that everybody gives that you should meditate um, if you want to be spiritual. Absolutely not. If you love meditation, if it helps you, please continue to do so. The top six things that you should be doing or thinking on your st at the start of your spiritual journey, uh, meditation is not one of them. And if you meditate, um, I want to heed the advice of one of my favorite spiritual teachers called Abraham Hicks. And they say, well, they do go on about meditation a lot, uh, but they do say, do only 10 to 15 minutes a day. Don't waste away your life in meditation. Life is meant to be lived. We are here, this is not Abraham speaking anymore, but we are here as spiritual beings having a human experience and not the other way around. So you don't need to pretend to be spiritual. All you have to do is to be completely human, okay? And if meditation is not something that you can do, don't worry, there are lots of other ways to become more mindful or more connected, calmer, more grounded, and we will talk about it on the podcast. 
I want to continue this conversation by saying the modern mystic is meant to embrace spirituality in real life. Okay, and I want to quote um, Gay Hendricks, who's uh, an author that I really love, who is famous for uh, his series of books with his wife on how to love yourself better, on how to improve your relationship, um, get more intimate with your partner. But he also wrote a book that not many people um, know about, which is called The Corporate Mistake. And in it, uh, on page one, he starts, this is not the first sentence, but it's right off the bat. He says, if you want to find a genuine mystic, you are more likely to find one in a boardroom than in a monastery or a cathedral. Okay. This has literally changed the way I looked at everything when I read this sentence. Obviously, I worked my way up to it. I already had this feeling, but I, when I saw someone who has a lot of wisdom, write these words, it brought me incredible joy because I feel that we need to stop um, putting spiritual people on a pedestal and uh, having all those myths around spirituality that are super unhelpful. So for those of you who are gonna watch this video, I wanna show you a little sketch that I did of a card here where you see a little person holding a bag um, on, uh, I suppose the edge of a cliff and that's typically the image of the fool the card uh, the tarot card called the fool I will be talking about tarot cards at some point I don't use them for divination as much as exploration uh, but the reason why this card came up on my mind when I was talking about this particular podcast uh, taking notes and doing research is because I believe that you're just like what Joseph Campbell described uh, at the start of your hero's journey. If you're at the start of your spiritual journey, something has prompted you to start this journey. Something has pushed you to, to start looking at life in a different way. And I've recently met um, two men who have shared experiences with me that have really touched me, but illustrate this point. So one of these men were, uh, was in the army for many, many years, um, very much a man of action, if you can imagine, very much a man of logic. And it's when his son died that he experienced something he could not explain and that sent him off on his spiritual journey. Another man, um, CEO of a petroleum company, traveling the world, negotiating big deals, um, is taken hostage uh, in one country and spends five years in uh, illegally detained. Again, this has actually pushed him to embrace his spiritual um, spirituality in real life and his own spiritual uh, path. Now, it's not always that dramatic, but sadly, as human beings, we sometimes wait for the last moment to get on our spiritual journey because we are too busy. We're too busy in mundane things. We're too busy worrying about our jobs or worrying about our family or about the way we look or about what is the next thing that we're going to buy. And we sort of ignore 
the little knocks on the door uh, by by life if you don't want to i don't want to talk about god too much on this podcast so i'm going to talk about life uh my favorite expression is actually the big you <laughs> the big universe um some people call it source whatever and some people are atheists that might listen to this podcast so i'm not going to talk about universal intelligence or anything like that let's just call it life for now or the big you so the big you will come knocking on your door if you are living your life in a way that is not um i suppose aware if you just go through the motions a little bit like in groundhog day you know the film where you do the same day again and again and again with no particular purpose with no particular insights and without asking yourself too many questions and and maybe this is what happens to these two men i'm not judging at all uh but what i know for a fact is that in my own experience if i don't listen to the whispers of the universe they get louder louder and louder until the universe starts throwing bricks at me <laughs> at least that's how i like to call it the bricks of the universe and um the same goes actually for your body if you don't listen to the needs of your body you'll start having a sniffle then you'll have maybe a little cold and then maybe you'll you'll get a disease because you you're not looking after your body the way you're supposed to so it's a bit the same phenomenon so how do you avoid the universe throwing bricks at you to redirect you because you've gone so much off course that um you're completely off the path Uh I suppose the first one is to listen to your intuition and I'm going to now dig into the six things that you need to start on your spiritual journey. The very top one is understanding how your intuition works. And I will go into more detail about this point in a few minutes after I've listed the six points. So first understanding how your intuition works. The second go to therapy. The third you need to be willing to embrace uncertainty i call that the fog okay four you need to keep your journey or your destination close to your chest again i will explain on this in a minute number five never put anyone else on a pedestal not even yourself and number six a solid knowledge of how the mind works okay so let's go through them one by one now first of all a solid understanding of how intuition works There will be people who will lie to you. There will be people who are not genuine. On your spiritual path, including within religious organizations, not people not everyone tells the truth. Most people lie, and I'm not saying this to um blame, it's just a habit, a bad habit that a lot of humans have. Um but I will say on your spiritual path, you'll encounter probably more people who um say one thing when they do another when there is like that disconnect between what they say and what they do maybe not more than other areas of life but they're better at it and if you put them on a pedestal which is number 5 then you are going to have a big big painful fall okay and i'm talking about it um from a place of second hand experience um a friend of mine and i we branched out into on our spiritual journey together when we were in our 20s and sadly she was um she fell prey to the indoctrination of a cult and believe me that is very very scary i don't want that to happen to anyone and she was a highly intelligent woman at the top of her career um and 
she wasn't immune to that. And we won't go into why. Uh, I did write actually a blog post about this on Medium. So if you want to find me on Medium, I'm called at Spiritual Lawyer. Uh, but it, it, it is a real danger. So your intuition is like your spiritual sat-nav. You know the satellite navigation system that people use to go from place A to place B. It will guide you to the right people. But if you disconnect it, if you don't listen to it, or if you ignore it, then you could be in for nasty surprises, okay? And also, I want you to know that you are intuitive. Everybody is intuitive. There's not intuitive people and other people um, it's a gift that's been given to all of us at birth to protect us against danger okay the problem is very often we don't trust that intuition and uh, because we think that someone knows better than us because we think that someone is more spiritual than us and and that's false you know um no one is more spiritual than another person we're all on our path we're all contributors uh, and we're all here to expand our understanding of what it is to be human. If you want to hear a story of what happened to someone who did not listen to their intuition, um, I have an existing podcast, uh, which is not live anymore, but you can listen to all the um, episodes on it, called The Intuitive Revolution in Business. And on that podcast, I interviewed lots of entrepreneurs who um, shared stories of intuition so whether they listened to their intuition or not and taught the lesson uh, around you know what happened and i want you to particularly listen to tegan marshall's interview on the 18th of june 2021 on that podcast as she very very bravely shared how ignoring her intuition because um she was recommended an expert by almost everyone in her circles on a business venture, cost her everything and, and tipped her into massive debt. So your intuition is super, super important. It could be as well that it could um, prevent you from being uh, caught in the nets of, of a cult and, and losing everything in your life. Um, I'm not saying this because I like scare tactics. I'm saying this as a friend. It's a real risk. We still live in a very dysfunctional world. Uh, and until the world is a healthier place to live in, our intuition is paramount. So that's number one. As you might have guessed, I'm passionate about promoting true spirituality in all areas of life which is why I created the True Spirituality Summit in July 2023. Seven amazing speakers joined me to talk about true spirituality within relationships, creativity, health, money, self-love, parenting, and trauma and healing. The summit is free, so why don't you check it out on the Thinkific platform? I am the spiritual lawyer there, and the URL is https column two forward slash spiritual lawyer in one word dot thinkific dot com. The second, and I was going to put this as first, uh, but I mean they could compete <laughs> uh, in terms of importance, is go to therapy. We all have 
baggage. Therapy is no longer seen by the majority of people and it shouldn't be seen by the rest of them as something that's only for people who have problems. Therapy is for everyone. We all come from dysfunctional backgrounds to a certain level and if it's not in our family, it's in society for sure. And we need to reflect on the accumulation of beliefs and experience and sometimes abuse and trauma for some of us that we have been through and how this has shaped us and how we might have still some scars or some wounds that are still open um, that need tending to. And the reason why it's important to do that if you're on your spiritual journey is that the spiritual energy that you're calling in and there's nothing wrong with that to call that energy in is going to amplify your baggage okay it's going to trigger your ego your ego will tell you that you don't need therapy but believe me there's very few people that i know that don't need it and there's no shame in going to therapy okay i want to warn you against what i call the love and light people it's people in spiritual circles who pretend that they don't have any issues that they're all love and light and that they focus on the you know the good in people etc etc if someone tells you that they don't have an ego um i would run the other way as fast as possible because this is not true if you are human you have an ego there is no human being that doesn't have an ego and so denying that you have an ego is actually super dangerous because that means that you will project your issues onto other people you will project what some people call your shadow and we all have a shadow on earth right we can um, use this as a metaphor because it's the sun and so we block the sun and we make a shadow but that's the reality okay there is a lot of people in spiritual circles that do only surface work uh, and they ignore the real work that needs to be done, which is to heal our trauma and heal our wounds. Um, and that's called spiritual bypassing. We'll be talking about it at more length in an episode. So I want to say to you, you cannot corn cut corners on your spiritual path. You can't cheat. You can't just say, I don't have an issue and that becomes the truth if you have an issue it will crop up i promise you and it's likely to massively trip you up if you don't take ownership of it if you don't take responsibility for it um so you need to know what's also what's yours and what's not yours it's super important to have this awareness so that you're a safe person to be around but also to protect you from narcissists and abusers okay Number three, you need to embrace uncertainty. This is not an easy thing. And I know that as a lawyer, I thought I had my life in under control. I thought that if I did one thing, I would have such an outcome. And, um, but believe me, when I embraced my spiritual path, all this went out the window, okay? Um, you, will be, you will not be shown anything ahead of time. If anything, it will be the opposite. You will be shown only one step at a time and you can't demand to be shown the path, okay? You can't make it a condition. I will only do that if you tell me whatever you wanna know. I'll give you an example. Uh, when I wrote my first book, I really wanted to know if it was worth my time putting the effort in writing my first book. 
I never got the answer. I had to take a leap of faith and act on it and keep going. Because the whole point of a spiritual path is actually to grow your faith. And faith, we will, um, I just have a, a definition here of faith, is not necessarily linked to religion. There's two definitions of faith. And, and the one that I want you to hear right now, it's um, complete trust and confidence in someone or something. Okay, And I want that faith to be in yourself to start with. The faith that you can be a better person. The faith that you will meet on your journey, your hero's journey, the right people that you need. They will come to you, they will support you. Um, but the thing is, if you always ask for assurances before you do something, if you take no risk, that means you never exercise that faith muscle. And the faith muscle is super important on your spiritual journey. Okay. The idea that you have to live without seeing very far ahead um, or being in the fog, as I like to call it, can actually be quite comforting. Um, I was given this image earlier this year, actually only six months ago, because I was really uncomfortable about knowing nothing about anything. I was completely kept in the dark. And sometimes I actually, you know, uh, complain <laughs> to the big you that I... I don't know anything and why can't I know anything because it's so uncomfortable. But I was shown that you can actually find comfort in the fog if you feel or if you can lean into the feeling that the universe has your back. Okay. Um, we'll talk about beliefs at some point on the podcast as well. This is only, you know, the very first um, series of episodes. So I only, I, I, in this episode, I'm just going to touch on the subject. I'm not going to go too much into that. Number four is keep it close to your chest. Keep your decision to start your spiritual journey close to your chest. You're on your hero's journey, as I said earlier. There will be obstacles, detours. And the last thing you want is to invite unhelpful people to comment on what you're doing and trip you up with their own beliefs because you're going to probably trigger a lot of people around their own sets of beliefs. Um, this is normal, um, especially for people who are not 100% safe in what they believe. They tend to want to convince everyone that they're right. And so if you start on a spiritual path that maybe will lead you to leave the uh, uh, your organized religion of, uh, you know, of origin. Uh, I was a Catholic, for example. And when I started my spiritual journey, if I talked to my Catholic friends about it, they would probably try to deter me from leaving the, their, their midst because they don't want that because um, on some level they feel that strength comes from numbers. Uh, again, for those of you watching the video, you can see that uh, we want life to be linear, a, a straight arrow from A to B, but life is more like a scribble, okay? That's fine, you have, and that's why you have to keep things close to your chest. Uh, you protect yourself as well from people who don't have your best interest at heart. And you would be surprised, uh, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, but you'd be surprised how many people don't actually have your best interest at heart in your uh, inner circle of friends, family, relatives, um, but even sometimes complete strangers. So don't trust that people have your best interest at heart. And I, I would say the example I have 
doesn't come from spirituality, but it comes from when I was trying to brush up my life. So I used to smoke cigarettes and I was married to a man who smoked cigarettes as well. And the day I decided to quit smoking, he did everything in his power to, to keep me from stopping. So he would light cigarettes and literally hand them to me. He would constantly offer me cigarettes uh, because he was probably feeling a certain amount of guilt at smoking. And if I quit smoking, it was actually highlighting his own shortcomings. But instead of looking at himself and deciding to quit himself, uh, smoking himself, he wanted to continue so his coping mechanism was to try and stop me from quitting so that I could continue the journey with him so I wouldn't make him uncomfortable. This is a bit the same thing. When you're going to start your spiritual journey, especially if you want to embrace true spirituality, you are going to rattle and trigger a lot of people around you who are going to try to keep you um, on the same path as them because it's comfortable and maybe they'll feel challenged and they will be afraid to lose you as well who knows okay number five never put anyone on a pedestal and it's funny because i was talking to some potential guests for this podcast and one of the guests was saying oh but you're so much more advanced than i am and i was like stop right here I will not buy into this. I am not better or worse, actually, but better than anyone else. I still have my my challenges. I'm still learning. And for as long as I need to learn, I'll still be on this planet. So there is no hierarchy for me in spirituality. We are no one is put on a pedestal, not even ourselves. We don't look down on people. We don't say, I would never do that when you see someone maybe who has cheated or lied or stolen something or even killed because you haven't walked a mile in their shoes. So it's very important to keep in your lane, uh, in your swim lane, and to avoid the pedestal altogether, right? This is not a competition. Uh, and yeah, it's unhelpful. And by putting someone else on a pedestal, you give them power over you. You, you make them more important than you. You make what they say more important than how you feel. And even though sometimes we have feelings that are irrational, um, unreasonable, the, the true feelings that comes from intuition and from your body are always true. So don't put someone above that and listen to your body. Also know that um, none of us are immune to finding justification for um, not being true to our values, okay? And I'm going to give you a very simple example that I heard recently and it really hit the mark for me. We all want the earth to be a better place to live with less pollution and less cars and yet we still drive cars ourselves. That doesn't make us bad people but we found a justification to drive our car. It's because we have to take our kids to the ballet or whatever it is that we justify it, okay? So it's, and that's why I want you to be aware that anything can be justified. Sometimes from twisted uh, reasons, but be careful because that's the way the ego functions. It will try to justify something it wants you to do and um, try to trick you into it. 
Number six and last point, you need to have a solid knowledge of how the mind works. Now we're coming to that, that ego thing. And what I was saying earlier, that the moment you decide to be a better person, um, the big you is going to bring you some tests, okay? It's not here to test you to prove you wrong. It's here more to, and I liked the fact that my one of my spiritual teachers said this. She said, the universe is here to trust you. So if you say, I want to be a better person, the universe will say, okay, well, let's, let's bring to that person the first test or the first obstacle or challenge to see if they're really motivated to be better persons and it's probably going to be something that you're uncomfortable with and that you don't want to do right and i'll give you an example there's a lot of people who want more prosperity in their lives but when someone tells them actually to be more prosperous you have to um repay one of your loans or you have to be grateful to receive money from someone rather than to earn it yourself then these people would say oh or you have to forgive someone even a better example uh, if i said to you today you want more money well in that case you'll have to forgive whoever it is that did you wrong you're probably going to say no because you're going to prefer to be right than to progress and to grow Okay, so this is how the universe is going to test you. But with that, it's not testing you from a, a vengeance or for I'm going to prove you wrong point of view. It's more that it's going to test your resolve and your motivation to uh, pull through whatever it is that you need to do to get to where you want to be. Okay, if you don't know how the mind works, you will not spot your ego. And the ego is always raising its ugly head. We all have an ego. Mine is awful. And she pops up all the time with the craziest of justification for things that I should be doing, revenge, you name it. But if you don't know how your mind works, if you don't know what ego is, if you don't know about projection, if you don't know about bypassing, if you don't know about denial, then it's going to make it that much easier for your ego to literally put a stop to your spiritual journey. Okay, Your own mind is the likely um, thing that is going to trip you up. I'm going to give you another example. At the very start of my journey, before I went deep enough to heal my wounds, I believed that I never got angry. I had this persona that I was this really chilled and cool cucumber uh, of a person. Uh, nothing could grate me. You know, I could sail through things, etc., etc. What I didn't realize, but I know now looking back, is that I had a lot of trauma around anger. I had been surrounded by people who had anger issue. And what I was doing, it's not that I didn't have anger, it's that I repressed it and I dissociated from my, ang my anger. It was a very unhealthy mechanism. And I even felt superior to other people who got angry. So you could see how my ego was playing that trick to me and saying, oh, I'm more spiritual than them because I'm the I don't get angry. That was complete BS, okay? I was, everybody gets angry. It's not possible not to get angry when you're a human being. And it's not even healthy not to get angry. We have to own all our emotions, negative and positive. 
the difference between someone who is on their spiritual journey and those who are not is that when we get angry, we try not to harm other people with it. Does that make sense? And that's what's most important. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, I would love for you to come and join my community called True Spirituality with Ange in, on Facebook so that we can continue the conversation and that you could come and um, take part in all the discussions and the events that happen in there. So True Spirituality with Ange on Facebook and I'll see you again next time. One more thing before I go. To celebrate the launch of this show, I'm giving away hundreds of pounds worth of gift cards. If you win, you get to choose whether you redeem these gift cards against my Trust Your Intuition Evergreen training or one um, of my business Akashic Records sessions or packages. So if you'd like to win one of these amazing prizes, there are two ways that you can enter. The first way is that you could give me um, a review on iTunes. I, I hope you have enjoyed listening to this podcast. And if, of course, you feel that this podcast is five stars quality, then you can rate the podcast with five stars. That would be amazing. But most importantly, I want your honest feedback so that I can incorporate it into future episodes and make it even better. All the reviews are entered into the prize draw, no matter how many stars you give me. Now, unfortunately, iTunes doesn't share the details of who has left a review. So I need you to save a quick screenshot of your review and email it to me at truespiritualitysummit at gmail.com. And if you're unsure of how to leave a review, go to theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash podcast launch for all the details. The other way you can enter is by sharing one of my social media posts about the podcast on Facebook or LinkedIn. Again, to be entered into the prize draw, take a quick screenshot and email it to me at truespirituality.summit at gmail.com. Do both and you will be entered into the draw twice. And if you didn't quite catch all these details, head over to theintuitiverevolution.co.uk forward scan forward slash podcast launch for step-by-step -step instructions on how to leave a review and how to enter the prize draw.